Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. Chag Sameach to everyone. Best wishes for a happy, meaningful, peaceful, and memorable Pesach. In the past two weeks, I've talked about two songs that are sung at the end of the Pesach Seder, Ad Yehu and Chad Gadja. And in this episode of the podcast, I want to share with you some thoughts on the third song that's sung at the end of the Seder, Echad Mi Yodea. Who knows one? Echad Mi Yodea is a counting song, going from number one to 13, indicating important elements of Jewish tradition for each of the numbers. I'll go quickly through them. One is God, two are the tablets of the commandments, three are the patriarchs, four are the matriarchs, five the books of the Torah, six the sections of the Mishnah, seven the days of the week, eight the days until ritual circumcision, Brit Milah, nine the months of pregnancy, ten the commandments, eleven the stars in Joseph's dream, twelve the tribes of Israel, and 13, the attributes of God. I'll look at each of those in detail in a few moments, but I have a question about Echad Mi Yodea. First of all, it's a children's song. It's a happy song, and kids always look forward to singing to it. Sometimes they do hand motions to it, or they can act out things, whatever it might be. It's just a lot of fun. And I don't necessarily like to take everything that's a lot of fun and point out some serious, important details in it to ruin the fun, but I like to do it because I think there is something in Echad Mi Yodea that we could miss if we just think of it as a children's song. So let me begin by asking this question. Why did the writer of Echad Mi Yodea stop at 13? Why didn't the writer go to number 14? Because there's an obvious 14 that the writer could have used. What does 14 have to do with the Pesach Seder? Well, if you go back to the very beginning of the order of the Seder, the word Seder, of course, means order. And at the very beginning of the Seder, we recite the elements of the Seder. Kadesh, Urachatz, Karpahas, Yachatz, reminding ourselves of each of the elements that have to be present in the traditional Seder. And there are, in fact, 14 of them. So why did the writer say 14 are the elements of the Seder? And I think the, there are two answers to this. The first one is, very simple and probably the real answer, which is that Echad Mi Yodea wasn't written for the Seder. It's a children's song. It found its way into the Seder in order to keep the kids interested and to keep them at the table throughout the rest of the Seder with the promise of singing Echad Mi Yodea at the end, and as a reward for sitting through the Seder, so to speak. So, Echad Mi Yodea is a fun song. It finds its place at the Seder. It really has nothing to do specifically with Pesach. But there's also another aspect here of Echad Mi Yodea that I find fascinating. It requires a little bit of, uh, of poetic or rabbinic license, but I think that the core is there. If we divide the song into sections of two, into pairs, we find something very interesting. We find what I would consider to be a primer into the essential elements of what it means to be a Jew and what Judaism is about. One and two, God and the Ten Commandments. Let's take, this is a little bit of the license, as you'll see. Let's take the Ten Commandments and uh, subsume them into the idea of God and the revelation of Torah. So God is number one. 
Three and four, patriarchs and matriarchs, is the second pair, the history of our people, the, the foundations of our people. Five and six, five are the books of the Torah, six are the sections of the Mishnah, the first code of rabbinic law. Five and six together represent the books, the texts of our tradition, the sacred text. Seven and eight, seven are the days of the week, really a reference to Shabbat. And eight are the days leading up to Brit Milah, to ritual circumcision. Seven and eight, Shabbat and Brit Milah, what do they have in common? They're both covenants. Covenants between the Jewish people and God. Nine and ten, again, a little bit of license here. Nine, the months of pregnancy. The ten are the commandments which are the foundations of the education of our children. So nine and ten, pregnancy and the uh, idea of the commandments is a reference to the teaching of our of our children, the continuation of traditions. And 11 and 12, 11 are the stars of Joseph's dream representing his 11 brothers and 12, the tribes which come from those 11 brothers and Joseph's uh, children uh, as well. They represent the people of Israel. So look at what you have here. God, history, text, covenant, education, peoplehood. There's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful general statement about the important aspects of what it means to be a Jew and what our faith and our tradition are about. But you'll notice I left out number 13. 13 are the attributes of God. This is a reference to the 13 attributes of God recited uh, by, by Moses or by God, depending on which way you read the text in the book of Exodus. God is merciful and, uh, and, and just, etc., etc. 13 attributes of God. So what's the pair for number 13? Well, the pair for number 13 goes back to number one. So the song begins and ends with God. And I think that's an important aspect to, in my way of thinking about Judaism as how we think about our tradition. We start with God, we go through all of these other aspects, and we remember that the faith in God, the belief in God, the traditions, the attributes we assign to God, however you want to say it, are what has linked our people together throughout the generations. So we sing Echad Miyodei as a happy song, but I think there's something more about it. I think it reminds us as we sit at the Seder table what's really important to us as Jews. Finally, I want to add one additional teaching for the Pesach Seder, for you to consider for your Seder this year, and I'm going to go into more detail on this in the Siyum and the concluding section of study that I'm going to do on, well, as I'm posting this on Thursday, tomorrow morning, Friday morning, Erev Pesach. It's a tradition to teach a section of text that you've concluded in order to, uh, in order to uh, satisfy the, the needs to to obviate, so to speak, the fast of the firstborn on the morning before Pesach. That goes into too much detail. I won't go into it right now, but the tradition is to teach a section of text. And I'm going to go into this more in detail then. I want you to think about the holiday of Hanukkah. We have this tradition of lighting the Hanukkah lights and putting them in the window. This goes way back to the Talmud, that they should be put in the window, Pirsuma Nisa, to publicize the miracle of Hanukkah, to let people know that it is the holiday of Hanukkah and identify the home as a Jewish home celebrating Hanukkah. 
It should be put in the window. I've always felt that we should have a window open at one point during the Seder so that if the weather permits, we see the full moon. It's important to me because that same full moon we're going to see six months from now when we sit in our Sukkot. And it links the holiday of Pesach and Sukkot, two of the three pilgrimage festivals together, and it reminds us, in essence, of the passage of time. But I want to look at something else regarding windows for the Seder. And it's very, it's it's something that has occurred to me. Go back to Hanukkah, the idea of putting the Hanukkah lights in the window. I am going to urge you, if it is at all possible in the room where you celebrate the Seder, to have your blinds wide open, maybe, and whether the window's open or not depends upon what the weather's going to be where you are, but to have your window blinds open and have the room completely lit so that people who are outside can see what is happening inside so that we can publicize the fact, pursue Manisa, publicize the miracle of the Exodus, but more than that, make a statement. This is how Jews observe the holiday of Pesach. Can you imagine the impact for somebody who is not Jewish, walking on the street outside of your house and seeing the lights on and seeing everybody sitting around the table? And if they stopped long enough to look, they would see perhaps a little bit of discussion going on, a lot of singing. They might even hear the singing. What a beautiful way of, of saying to people, this is the essence of what is, in fact, in many ways, the most important ritual of the entire Jewish year. So my encouragement is, and again, I'm going to go into more detail on this, and I'll write something about it on my website as well and post it tomorrow. The idea is, have your Seder be public. Pull up those blinds and make sure that people can see what's happening inside because it is such a beautiful tradition, even if one is standing on the outside. Chag Sameach to everyone. May it be a meaningful and joyous Pesach. And I'm going to take next week off for the podcast in honor of the holiday of Pesach. The next episode will be two weeks from today. Until then, Chag Sameach and be well, everyone.